Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more in the towering stacks of your library where, two months in, I'm growing ever more at home. I've been exploring. My book TP is, uh, is very effective. It keeps yes. me warm at night. I see you've gone for more of the bricklaying method of building a TP by stacking circles of books. It occurred to me that the waterproofness of the, the P vellum was... Not necessary since it never rains here. Yeah, and as I tried to as explain you, to you last yeah, time. Yeah, I wasn't listening. Today's book is God's Fire by Cynthia Felice. I believe it's the little librarianess's favourite book. Yes, uh, she, she absolutely loves it. I've tried moving it to its proper place in the library with a heat lamp above it. You can see the little pedestal with a book and I had to build a spiral staircase with of other books around it so she can get up. She doesn't jump very no, well she's, anymore. Yeah, she's a little uh, tough in the hips, as they say. Yeah, or you could call her a fat ass, but not to her face. If you look down at your podcasting advice, you should, should be seeing today's cover. Uh, and if not, you can uh, look in the show notes for an image and a link. Your eyes are immediately drawn to the regal feline face towering over... It's sort of like a desert-like environment mm -hmm. with, nevertheless, Doric architecture yeah. and flying machines. We have a, we have a jet here, a rather mm -hmm. cool-looking one, being regarded by a naked cat woman and a nearly naked... Uh, Renaissance bearded bowl cut gentleman. Right, yes, that would be the hero of our story, Martinez. Martinez, yeah, Martinez Fuzzy Face. Well, that's what he, that's the name that uh, the... Uh, yeah, that's his slave name. This is a clear example of a author running with a concept from historical past and just trying to think what could have been. What if the gods were alien? Yeah, popular in the, in the 70s, Eric von Däniken, mm -hmm. Chariot of the Gods. The Gods Were Cosmonauts is another yes. book that's... Uh, Later the inspiration for films like Stargate. So it's always spoken to the, to the imagination. And for some reason, it's been really focused on, on Egypt now. Possibly because the, uh, uh, the, the, the pyramids and the Egyptian hieroglyphic language was, was such a, a mystery for so long, mm. despite the fact that it was obviously a, a highly advanced, technologically sophisticated uh, civilization. But then so was the, the Aksum Empire in, in what is nowadays Ethiopia, except less of that survived to, to inspire us today. Yes, well, as uh, Sir Terry Pratchett used to say, it's like... Uh, back in ancient times, cats were worshipped as gods. They have not forgotten this. <laughs> and if anything describes the premise of this book, that's exactly what's going on. We start with a flashback to the, uh, to the time of the pyramids when at least Egypt, but probably most of Earth, is ruled by a, a race of feline aliens who help build these, uh, uh, these incredible edifices to their own glory, yep. enslaving the human race as, uh, uh, as labor and as worshippers. Uh, of these divine feline creatures, and then for reasons unexplored, they have Disappear. disappeared they from our history. They... So the, an ancient pharaoh is being laid to rest, and it's, the story is written as a beautiful juxtaposition between the parades and the slaves, like holding, carrying the funeral possession. Yeah. And when on the other side, it's kind of being described as a pet's funeral from the viewpoint of the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of the feline overlords. Yeah. It's being laid to rest. It was a beloved pet which is being laid to rest in a beautiful monument. Uh, yeah, in the way that, I mean, the, 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 the pharaohs buried their own pets with them, so yeah. too do the, the feline overlords bury their, their beloved 
subjects with uh, with great pomp and circumstance. We go to modern day Egypt, where a bunch of tourists are hanging around the Acropolis, like trying to like lure some of the stray cats with bits of food. Yeah, and, uh, taking uh, taking uh, pictures with their disposable little Kodaks. This was the 70s, uh, uh, perhaps early 80s. I didn't mm, check the mm, uh, the inscription I, on the book, but short shorts, plastic sunglasses, uh, white headphones, straw hats. Yes, exactly. All and of that suddenly there's a image where the the Parthenon lights up and suddenly it seems to be back in its previous glory when there was like just a few columns and barely the hint of a roof. It suddenly seems to be back uh, in the glory that it should have been thousands of years ago. Restored, basking in this bright light shining out from between the pillars. At the cost of anyone who happened to be standing near it. Yes, it's a bit of a, uh, you know, um, Judgment Day moment. It was a good predecessor to, uh, uh, speaking of Roland Emmerich movies, uh, Stargate, also uh, Independence Day, mm. because we have a whole series of these vignettes where we're introduced to unimportant characters in other locations in the uh, in the world that are beset by by the sudden arrival of this impossibly bright light that that restores ancient uh, monuments and, and and buildings at the cost of modern lives, modern buildings, modern construction. Yeah, large large parts of the city being blasted away by the sudden shock wave that protrudes from the uh, uh, the new building or the old building. Building, really, which is suddenly back in its place. Or just a clear space for a new structure descending from the heavens. Yep, bringing in the arrival of the new, well, the old feline overlords coming back to reclaim their yeah. old territory. Just moving back in, hours now. Yep, um, we touched it last. We, we licked it last, yep. yeah, exactly. I rubbed my face on it before I left. Like, <laughs> It's like essentially, it's, imagine moving into a new house and suddenly this cat comes walking in because it used to live there before you did and now it's considered like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who these new people in my house are but I used to live here and I still, still do still mine it's yep. still mine and you know you're expected to feed and take care of it and that's exactly what the feline invaders expect of course the population of earth is a bit bigger than uh, than it was at the time mm. but these various lights across the planet make short work of that scrubbing an etcher sketch they they find all yeah. this rubbish on this planet that they that they used to own and anything that they didn't have a hand in building like it's cairo buried, or athens gets buried in the sandbox yep <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a that would have been a great metaphor if they had oh giant mech suits where they could sort of scratch the ground yeah and try and, and try and bury them cover, but no. cover up that cover up that shit that's here <laughs> <laughs> who left this lying around and didn't cover it up yes I guess the cover alludes to the fact that it's pretty much set on fire and burns yeah, away to yeah. scour the uh, earth of this. The Earth plague. is a, a like, giant sandbox. Yeah, it's a bit, bit of a fiery flea dip that the world gets. They get most of the uh, <laughs> parasites who are living on its face uh, removed from it. Oh, good one. The first act of the book describes the, well, the reinvasion, of, or perhaps the claiming of what's originally theirs. Without really introducing us to too many of the, uh, of the characters, uh, except for the, uh, the immortal god king, uh, spot the 36th. Direct descendant from the spot the 24th, who was the one originally left. The pharaoh of pharaohs, the uh, uh, the the ultimate god king, um, who has now decided to claim his, uh, his dynasty's uh, birthright, this little backwater planet, if uh, god emperor spot had that level of uh, uh, forward thinking ambition, which... It's more of a thing that He's more of a do. lounger, yeah. Yes. The book jumps, I think, as a year ahead or so. But humans are being punished for not sufficiently worshipping felines. There's definitely been some pogroms yeah, against the whole uh, 
Like, why are we still not being worshipped? I mean, there seems to be something punitive and retaliatory to the manner in which so many humans are, are, are kept as slaves, almost as in revenge for well, the fact that humans kept uh, uh, cats as pets during their absence. A little bit of both, yeah. It's yeah. Like they, they were kept as pets. They were not worshipped for them. But that's, maybe that's why the cat ladies get a pass, because like, in the eyes of the cats, that could pass off as worship. Yeah. And even though there's no, like, you know, the old shrines have been forgotten and there's no priests leading worship. This is as close as Anyone who manages to keep 20 cats interested and 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 comfortable and at peace is showing enormous uh, focus and priority on these these creatures' well-being. What other definition is there of worship? Cue the scene where our great hero, Martinez Fussface, has just been caught and released after a forced sterilization. It's like the remain yeah, the remaining humans are being like pruned for their breeding purposes. Being fixed and if fixed they, and uh, yeah. like, you know, a little snip on the ear and back on the streets. <laughs> the catch and release program. Frighteningly graphic. Yeah, okay, yeah. Which <laughs> brings us to our naked cat little cat ladle. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to uh, the naked cat lady on the cover who is not introduced uh, uh, naked. She's introduced in full uniform, gleaming gold, uh, uh, covered in uh, uh, in medals and weapons. Captain uh, of the bodyguard. Yeah, Neferu. Captain Neferu is... Uh, is introduced, who is tasked with hunting down an escaped slave. She's been uh, sent out by Spot to uh, recapture a slave which made his way out of the royal palace and is uh, on the run now. Uh, In particular, the escaping from the palace is the reason that she's being sent out. I mean, slave hunting is far below a captain's station, certainly if she has a a whole army of bodyguards Mm. at her her disposal, but she's already slightly in disgrace for the, 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 the fact that a lowly uh, human. Well, yeah, only through the uh, the mechanism of. I mean, it's her. She's the captain of the guard, so ultimately she's responsible. Naturally, she, she clearly had nothing to do with the escape herself. Well, but the fact that ultimately the pharaoh is responsible, but that's not how it works for mm, uh, well, uh, yes, yeah. under pharaoh spot under spot the pharaoh. So she goes out through the streets of Athens, uh, now pruned of most of the human population. I mean, there's still plenty of humans around because someone's got to keep the place running at a castle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the there's work. a there's a, there's a slave population, but like, what what blew my mind is that these people are living in in medieval conditions. You know, they're trading fruits at the uh, mm-hmm. at the market, but these are all people that one or two years ago were on Twitter. Yep, right. Were, well, or at no. least no, no, not at the time. But, <laughs> but they, they were had, watching they TV. They Walkman. were yes, exactly. They were they were they they'd probably just seen Star Wars, and now they were relegated to to this. Yeah, like farming so, out and walking out to the yeah. fields, farming, tending to the grapes, uh, carrying amphoras of of water and wine. Yep, absolutely. As as trading goods, what think like which well, is which is I th- which I think is a little bit weird because like the cats are, are so, well the ca- the felines are so massively technologically advanced yeah. yet they insist that the humans abandon Fed most yeah. of their true like their their, their technology their waterworks I mean that's, I think there's still some waterworks but it's like back to the fountains the the psychological impetus is the desire to be worshipped they mm. they desire to be worshipped as gods I'm sure that they were incredibly disappointed to arrive on uh, uh, on Earth I mean specifically spots thing I don't necessarily want to yeah. describe that to all the felines when they arrived on Earth and weren't immediately uh, uh, worshipped because people on Earth had a working understanding of space travel, yes. so not so no, impressed. Absolutely true. Uh, illusion, magic, you know, science fiction was already a thing. Yeah, they um, went and, uh, yeah, they came back and they expected to be hailed as the returning god emperors, and in yeah. fact the response was, who the fuck are you? So I, I, I think that he's hoping that a few generations in uh, the memories of the old world will be right. vanished enough that... Uh, uh, Carrot and the stick, but mostly the stick. 
to remind us all of our place, and no one more so than this uh, this slave, Martia, well, Fuzzy Face, as he's affectionately uh, uh, referred to by all the cats. Because they insist on shaving him with that with that ridiculous Renaissance Van Dyke. Yeah, absolutely, and kicking him back out after giving him the snip, and back yeah. on the streets it is, making his way back to his good old friend Rose. The kindly old woman who's uh, who's cared for him I was going to say since 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 the very beginning. I mean, since the beginning well, of this of this world, of but the destruction, yeah, really but just a, a year. Like he was already a thirty-two year old man, absolutely, but utterly helpless. That. Yeah, yeah uh, she was just the, she was just the neighbor lady that he that he neglected. But she does have uh, uh, she did have mystical powers that he lacked, such as the ability to cook food for herself yeah. uh, and, and for her other people. Thirty-two cats and her thirty-two cats. Yeah, well, she uh, was probably the reason she uh, survived. I mean, like I, I guess the. The felines kind of treat the old cat ladies as like, okay, she's like what they call a high priest these days. It's like sort a of bit... an apparatchik. I mean, oh, they're, they're already, Maybe you know. Capo. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's like it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a mix of that, I think. But it's someone who has demonstrated that they understand how the game is played, and so you get to sit at the big table, even though you're uh, even though small you're small beans. fries. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So they, uh, yeah, she got, he goes back to her, who likes, to, is of course, still tending to her cats, uh, and but is also involved with the other uh, elderly ladies of the Pearl Necklace Brigade. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> the the secret order of the Pearl Necklace that she inducts him into when he he decides that he's he, he declares to her that he's finally had enough and that he wants to do something about these horrible injustices. Just getting your jewels snipped is probably part of that. Process. Yeah, it's like he's yeah. clearly sore about that in more ways than one. Martinez is not a very Athenian or Greek name, so presumably he was a tourist or uh, an immigrant who was uh, was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, or maybe the right place in the wrong uh, uh, wrong time, because if he'd been anywhere else in the in the world, that'd be more. He probably got more... a way of wiped out, you know. It's like yeah. you know, Athens was not a bad place to be if you're into the survival thing. Uh, Martinez, who was like forging a relationship with the proprietress of the. Uh, Hostel that he was staying at at the time. Now that he's finally declared himself to be uh, uh, to be ready to do something on behalf of the human race uh, against these alien oppressors, she has uh, she has something for him to do. Do yes, she has something for he's, him uh, to gets himself assigned to one of the work squads, which are uh, out in the uh, going out towards Sparta to uh, work on the. Uh, work the fields there, ostensibly to feed the populace, because of course the cat felines, re- I mean, they need, they need to be fed as well, so it's mostly beef and other uh, cattle oh, yes. which is being herded and, Animal gra- and grazed out there, because you know, they, like their, they like their choice bits of meat, you know, the otter noses and the peacock tongues. <laughs> you know, you I wonder if that's a reason that, they, uh, that, that Emperor Spot liked, liked Earth, like the particular uh, wildlife and, uh, uh, and food animals being, well being farmed here. Maybe, maybe that's why. That there were a bit of a delicacy. Maybe that's why Spot the 64th uh, chose to go back here because of the accounts in the family uh, ledgers of the... That Earth is mm, delicious. Right. A little chef kiss. Which, of course, like, leads to the question, why did they leave in the first place? We do get our first clues toward that, that ultimate resolution when he, uh, uh, he joins this secretive team of laborers that uh, uh, steal under cover of night to the, uh, the, the, the concealed fields of, of Sparta at the direction of, uh, uh, of kindly Aunt Rose. Because what's growing out there is not just food for the slave population, but it's a secret illegal plantation. Nefata kata. Yes. Also known as catnip. Catnip. <laughs> now, initially, a bit of a side hustle, because 
it is a, a recreational drug among yeah. a lot of the, uh, lot of the, the soldiers. The... So this is where we learn about the secret plot about the escaped slave who was basically ferrying uh, Nip into the uh, into the palace. Yeah, something that uh, evidently the the, the pharaoh still uh, still frowns upon, and at least some of the uh, uh, guards are apparently sympathetic enough, or uh, they treat him as a dealer. In particular, Neferu's own partner, Hepseth. Hepseth, who is the center spill in the network, he takes um, receipt of the goods. And of the merchandise. Merchan- yes, uh, and the merchandise. Oh, then apparently runs the distribution network among the cats themselves. Like yeah. DC has his little man's, the errand runners and the people who uh, make sure that the lowly soldiers get the nip they like to enjoy when they're like rolling around in their bunk. Which makes it unsurprising that Neferu is in fact hindered in her investigation by her own uh, uh, partner. partner. Yes, her partner love interest, let's call it like that. Like this is where the spaceship on the front cover comes in. The Uh, jet, yeah. Yes, he's flying frequent patrols trying to spot these uh, illegal nip farms because of course the Emperor Spot is like vehemently against it because he's one of the ones who has like got the genetic thing that they're not susceptible to it. Oh yeah, so is that like the thing like where uh, oregano tastes like soap? So you're thinking cilantro. Cilantro, but it's, that's it's similar with cats. So Emperor Spot is teetotaler of the feline uh, uh, aristocracy, and it's like no, like this. Oh, stuff. Yeah. we shall not have this because it's like we shall have our our, our, our fine little bits of kibble and mm-hmm. and uh, yes. uh, hard biscuits. Lips and... that touch nips shall never touch mine. <laughs> <laughs> I really love this because it's a it's a it's a very complicated, a very recognizable world that's that's being set down. And it's, mm. there's, a, there's a great detente between, uh, uh, between the lower ranks uh, of the feline uh, rulers and you know, the more criminally, uh, entrepreneurially minded uh, humans. Uh, sla- humans. Yes. Yeah, exactly, because they can trade in this, uh, in this good that is difficult to farm. But so on the one hand, you've got these patrols being fairly ineffective at detecting fairly large uh, growing operations mm. because they are being bribed in the form of... Uh, a, yep. a regular yep. surprise of uh, a merchandise, which I'm. Yep. Yep. It's going to stay. And of course, like Hepseth uses this to his advantage. He like he he figures out which suppliers are his, and he he kind of tries to work out which ones like which farms he should avoid finding on his regular patrols. Exactly. He's, like, he's playing them off against each other. You know, it's like yep. oh, this, these guys are like oh, they're not supplying to me, so. <laughs> Use the death ray and burn away their fields. Oh, uh, the god's fire, yeah. The god's fire, yeah. So you know, that's why he resisted. Mention is made that Neferu was promoted over him, that he declined the promotion. Yeah. He wants to stay in the pilot seat. Yeah, absolutely. He wants that's to where he's making the most of his... Uh, uh, yeah, he got... He, he, uh, he of his position. Control. And this, at least the feeling I get is that this is a plant which is very much indigenous to Earth and... Yeah. Not brought back. Uh, we have all of these factions playing against each other, but we'd also mentioned previously uh, uh, the Order of the Pearl Necklace, which I love that that's what it's called. I love that, like, it is the, 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 the secret underground of cat ladies running, running a resistance, mm-hmm. essentially, because they have experience in managing... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, herding cats. Essentially herding cats, yeah. <laughs> they and, know and, how to do this. They know how to play them. They know how to read them. They, like... And it applies to humans as well. Skittish, unpredictable, like having to having to manage uh, insurgent cells mm-hmm. uh, uh, in, and keeping secrets and passing on intelligence. 
I mean, they're the biggest gossips yeah, that they're that like they were walk around. They, they walk around with their age. Zimmer frames, strollers, and they are feeding the ducks, and they're like talking to each other, and it's the it's the perfect dead drop, absolutely perfect. Effect. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we're still on it. Yes, I guess we are. I guess we <laughs> this are. is the we get one cat book. We're going to make the most of it. Come on, third act of the book. We are led into a exciting tale of chases. Tail chasing? Tail chasing. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cloak and dagger stuff. I love that, the, 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 the intrigue there, because we have so many layers of, of secrets being piled on top of each other. So you have Hepseth, who knows about these, uh, uh, these plantations and thinks that he's playing them against each other. You have the Order of the Pearl Necklace, who's playing inspectors like, yeah, uh, uh, like, like Hepseth. Masterminding like the whole plotting and everything. Allowing They're, him yeah. to destroy some of the yeah. plantations, yes, protecting like the, the others. Ones, yes. Neferu's and Fussface's romantic interest. I know. Hepseth and Neferu's love, uh, romantic interest, and how that's yeah, a love triangle going waiting on. Waiting like the sunset. Well, yeah, yeah. And certainly the, the, when Hepseth and, and, and Fussface. Martinez. Martinez. <laughs> actually get into it. I mean, there's kind of sparks flying between them, too. Well, yes, that's what you get when you rub rods on cat fur. Yeah. He is soaked in, in catnip that he's freshly farmed, so no wonder that Hepseth is, uh, is kind of all over him and like exactly. right in his face, but then licking his face, yeah and, yeah, and purring at him. So with all of these stacked intrigues, eventually things have to come to a head. Somebody's yeah. plans have to, has, has to, has to fail. Has to go wrong. You'd think that this was Neferu, who is no closer to finding this escaped slave, who no. might as well be MacGuffin at this point, but her relationship with, with Hepseth is, is strained, uh, and Martinez's relationship with her leads him to... Well, maybe this is why the, like, the sex scene went wrong, because Martinez was snipped at the beginning of the story, remember? Oh. So this, uh, there might have been a bit of a disappointment for Neferu there when it came to, came to the payoff of that little tryst. Back to, Nef back to Nef uh, Hepseth. Well, hold on. Uh, we snipped, doesn't... No, I know, but still... There's, there's, there's plenty of gentlemen who yeah. uh, go through the, no, the, the snake as part of a healthy, healthy sex life. Now, okay, no, in his case, I'm sure that it wasn't a... Uh, uh, it stays quiet or it gets the spray bottle again. <laughs> and and, and, and peace be upon you, our, our goddess. Oh. Yeah, I do think we should, we should spend more time uh, 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 praising and, if not worshipping... Uh, oh, she gets enough worship. Our little librarianess here. Got her little pedestal with her heat lamp, so she... Yes, we will be returning your precious book to you soon. We just need to finish reviewing it. Pharaoh Spot has eventually had enough of all of this. He's lost the captain of his, yeah. of his guard. Uh, Hepseth is uh, clearly untrustworthy. Uh, neither the slave has been returned, nor has the, uh, the, the issue of nip distribution been satisfactorily uh, yeah. uh, dealt he, he, with. You can clearly notice that it's getting worse, more guards are clearly showing signs of uh, having indulged with their frazzled whiskers and their bent ears and uh, <laughs> uh, the lack of a neferu keeping things in charge is clearly starting and to show its wear upon the royal guard. In the, yes. Yeah, in the, in, the, in, the, in the great pyramid spacecraft that has descended upon, uh, upon mm -hmm. Athens from which uh, Spot the 93rd uh, rules with, well, not an iron fist, more of like a velvet bit of a dangly ball, ball of yarn. Okay, <laughs> I like yours better. The velvet paw. Oh, that would be precious. Uh, that velvet paw unsheathes his claws and the title of the book is God's Fire. He knows only one method and that is the, the totality of Scourge his species. The planet. It turns into the race between which plan is going to come off first. Is it going to be the God Emperor's wrath as he's about to let it descend on Earth and eliminate much more of the human population, even more 
than even the Order of the Pearl Necklace could have feared. Or is it going to be the, the, the young lovers who, uh, like Romeo and Juliet... Rush their plot forwards to try and basically run, mount an assault on the Golden Pyramid. All of which... I mean, it's, it's, it's thrilling, it's, uh, uh, it's absolutely invigorating. I found myself really, really rooting for, uh, uh, for Neferu and, uh, uh, and, and Martina's fuzzy face. Uh, and I like that Hepseth puts aside their, uh, their differences and eventually like, he cares enough about Neferu and about, uh, uh, about Martinez yeah. that he at least protects them. He doesn't take up arms against his own, uh, no, his own people. No, he, he, he keeps out of the way. He makes sure that his raids and assaults never actually hit their... Uh, I really felt for him. He, yeah. I found him a very sympathetic person. But yeah. this is where, oh, I loved the cat ladies. Like, they were my absolute... Because I, I come from a rather large family. Mm. I, I know a lot of uh, uh, cat lady types on the, on the Irish side. who are just, like, keeping oh, the, everybody incredible. in check by their rumour-mongering. And and MI6 has something to learn from, from, uh, uh, from some of my aunts. But so it, it came to me as no surprise that the, uh, the Order of the Clutched Pearls... <laughs> the Order of the Pearls. Clutch, the would order be, of the Clutched Pearls, yeah, that would be... <laughs> oh, that's an entirely different novel. Uh, would be a step ahead of, uh, uh, of all of them. And that the, the very weapon that uh, uh, Pharaoh spot, the, the 153rd, sought to level his, his enemies with is what they were counting on to ignite the, the final stage of their plan yes. like that weapon Blow landing on fields. it's like the world's biggest vaporizer gets used to douse all uh, of the yeah exactly all of the air all of the impopulated areas by the feline overlords because he thinks he just wanted to he wanted yeah. to burn these uh, yeah. uh, these plantations not realizing that the weapon would cut through the massive stockpiles of uh, uh, aerosolizable like, yeah which which had been hoarded up and it leaves him like walking around with his, like, well, more than decimated guards, because there's, like, only 20% left who are just, like... Who are and, conscious. And everybody and else is just, like, rolling around and purring and fucking. Just face-rolling on Molly. Every, yeah, and the remains are easily swamped by the uh, human resistance, which is, like, gathers up the weapons from the, well, incapacitated uh, yep. uh, felines. And they Rushing sweep out, in. and we find out that this is pretty much what happened the first time round. The humans realized that they had no ability to uh, uh, to poison the atmosphere, yeah. but the felines did. Yeah. All they had to do was yeah. give it, them a, a, it was, a target. It was a great plot. It, like, I loved how it was set up, and like I said, the, the multiple levels of intrigue, plotting, and like the the, the yeah. grand, what do you call it, the the, the chess mastering between of the, the little old ladies who are oh yeah playing everybody against each other and like basically keeping control of everything. Which is what they do in real life, which is, like, like I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that Cynthia Felice, she has a, a, a cat lady aunt in her life, same as I if, did. If she isn't one herself. Well. Oh, that's true. That would be telling. So nobody Exactly. <laughs> I think the, the, the order of the clutched pearl yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, frowns upon, uh, upon breaking confidence like that. Absolutely. The new status quo uh, sees the, uh, the forces of the pharaoh retreating from Earth. Uh, Neferu... Uh, as one of the resistant uh, can, stay can stay here despite the, the contaminated atmosphere. Uh, Hepseth unfortunately has to say goodbye as much as he loves it. Uh, it's clearly no good for him, so they yeah. have to smuggle him back onto the... Uh, like, that was a really cracking final scene. Yeah, I think it, was, it might have been a setup for a sequel. Yeah. 
we can only we can only hope because I was happened, I was yeah. riveted start to finish. But yeah, the the the, the poetry of after an escaped slave triggered this uh, uh, this entire scenario that these two uh, 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 these two escapees would seek to sneak back into the departing spaceship to save their friend yep. slash lover, get him back on the ship so he can return home and hopefully live long Maybe, and prosper yeah. there. We've yeah. uh, we've yet to see, and then they mm-hmm. they live happily ever after, I suppose, in this it's in like this benighted it wasteland. Might be again the longing gaze that you see on the front cover of the book. Oh yeah! Oh the, yeah! The maybe that's it. Looking at uh, uh, they finally ship. made it. Yeah, maybe he does a last flyby. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, oh, that's it, a it, lovely it, thing. It doesn't happen like that way in the book, but I can see how that would be like. You know, it's not the God Emperor ship, but it would definitely be a, a similar and thing. And then that like, would be. I mean, you know, the feline face at the at the at the top, like. It baffled me who that was supposed to be, whether it maybe it was Hepseth. I mean, they both have very, very fond memories of. with like yeah, the slightly you know this no not dismayed look kind of like sad expression. Of, yeah, uh, forlorn like the the one, yeah. the one that got away yeah. started out as their 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 both of their greatest adversary, but mm. they they found they found peace and love and and, and, and longing together. Oh, so how are we going to rate this book? Oh, you're going to turn the tables on me again? No, oh, I'm just asking okay. how are we going to rate it, not. Like, I'll rate it. But well, okay. No, that, good. Okay. What's a good cat number? Nine. Nine. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, very uh, good. Nine hairballs. Nine out of hairballs. <laughs> nine hairballs. <laughs> hairballs are terrible. Yeah, okay. Well, then we're going to we, we rate it the other way around. So if, I, if we rate it out of hairballs nine to one, I would give it two hairballs. Is that too? Is that that's good? That's good because nine hairballs is bad. So two hairballs oh, okay. is better than so, nine hairballs. Okay, so they're like demerits. Like, what do you yes. consider? What was the first hairball? What was the the, the first real disappointment that you had in this oh. uh, uh, in this book? Because I know one. Well, go on. I no, didn't really have one. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> to the readers at home, uh, we'd love to hear what you thought, whether you listened or not. So drop us a line sometime. We're cover my asscast on Twitter and Facebook if that's your thing, or even better, leave a nice review on iTunes or whatever because uh, we sure do appreciate the help. Now, what do you have in store for us next time? Yes, next week we will be reviewing an evergreen by Jack Douglas. It's the Jewish Japanese sex and cookbook and how to raise wolves. <laughs> that about covers it. Uh, thank you for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we, we only judge, judge a book by its cover. What's this book again? The...